The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. You are self-validating right now. Triggered, I respect what you do, but you lost your humility. Dude, my humility is not confined within my identity so people can go like, Hey boy, you're really humility. I don't care about what you think. And that's true humility. It's not caring about what you think and changing my narrative so you can think that I'm more humility or not humility. I'm pure. When I state a fact about what I did or what I achieved, it's not even to gloat about it. It's just because that's how it is. There's nothing wrong with that. And the only reason why you experience it as, ah, you lost your humility or whatever, is because you project yourself. And if you were so full of yourself, right, you must be full of yourself because you would never say something. I'm just stating the fact I honestly don't give a shit about what I achieved. You think I go around thinking like, look at me, look what I achieved. I don't care. Do you know why? Because none of the achievements are mine. None. Everything is a result of my environment in combination with me. There is no such a thing as my achievements. There is no such a thing as me. I do not exist. When you go around with your own little story that you made yourself believe because of conditioning or whatever, that's not who you are. What you are is everything you experience. That is including your environment, including what has had to happen for you to exist the way you do. If I disconnect my own achievements from the people that, you know, nourished me and everything, I'm just full of shit. I'm lying to myself. So when I'm speaking about all these things, I don't even speak as if this is me. It's just what it is and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And it's because people are stuck in their own identity. They think self-validation, ego, this and that. You just think very limited. I have way more perspective and I see the world way more accurate. And that's why I achieve so much. It's because I see things for what they are. I don't bullshit myself, tell myself like, hey, look how great I am. Look this, look at that. I know that I'm merely the result of my environment. I don't lie to myself. I know if I was born in Africa right now and I was starving, I'd be starving right now. I know if I would be stuck in Auschwitz right now, I'd be suffering. And there would be no difference between me and me in Auschwitz. None. That's why I don't take it for granted and I don't feel entitled to what I have. And I always push myself to do better. Did your view on life change after going to Africa? Zeka, I'm going to say something really crazy. Jack shit changed when I went to Africa. Let me tell you, I didn't even have to go to Africa. Honestly, I didn't even want to go to Africa. I don't need to see kids dying to understand that kids are dying. It doesn't work like that. I know it's happening and I do something about it. If I want to see kids dying in Africa, I can look videos on YouTube. I know it's happening. I don't need this emotional feedback loop. So going there on the ground, right, hasn't done shit. Actually, it did the opposite a little bit because these people are way more happy than most people in the chat, even though they have so little. Sometimes I wonder, man, if happiness is what it's all about, these kids in Europe are better off being born in Africa because they're smiling, they're happy, even though they have little. You guys are all spoiled as fuck. So from a happiness equation, these kids have it better than you. It's quite crazy. It's like that was quite a realization. But I still thought it's wrong. They shouldn't starve or whatever. That's why I do something about it. 
there was like a guy, right, on Reddit. I saw it. And guy on Reddit says like, yeah, because it was about parenting. And there was a guy saying like, yeah, a kid came to my uh, uh, house and opened the fridge. And he was from the other people's, just started to eat. And the mother was just there laughing at the kid while it was not even his own house. And I was like, what the fuck? And then there was a guy responding, saying like, yeah, that is really bad parenting. And it was even worse than that. But what I just wanted to say is like, he said, my kid, when he was eight years old, he punched a dog. And I made him go to an animal shelter and help there and see him how dogs are being put down and everything. And he cried his eyes out, but he learned that actions have consequences. Same with like he stole $200. I took his TV. I said, if you don't find a way to make your $200 back, you will not get a TV until you're 18 years old. And the kid had to go and work and he did it. And the thing is that that's what parenting is, is to show actions have consequences. And I would also have an easier time saying like, good boy. It's easier to just go like, oh yeah, you do whatever kid. It's easier to do that. I don't want to set a framework where the kid has to experience reality. I want to protect my child if I would have one. I don't want my child to go to anything that is harsh or whatever. But that's not how you make them grow up. That's not how you teach them to be responsible. And that's the problem with all you guys there. Most of you guys, you guys are just spoiled kiddos. You guys don't have gotten any real true father figure that really teached you some true responsibility to the point where you just assume it's fine to sit on your ass, let kids die around the planet. You don't care because you've never learned to care about these things. Well, that's where I come. Same with eating meat. You've not seen the animals get slaughtered in front of you. See what the actions, the consequences of your actions, you guys don't know. You've not learned it. You guys are spoiled kids. So the reason why I'm saying this stuff, right? The reason why I'm so direct is because I want to be a true father to you guys. And being a true father is not just always smiling and making sure you guys feel happy and gundy. Because you know what? You're going to pay the price later when you grow up and when reality kicks you in gear. Because if you're not prepared for that, it's going to be a lot more hurtful than me giving you guys a little reality speech, a wreckage crackage online from a stranger. So be happy that I'm not playing the, the nice guy card. Oh, look at me, how nice. I be happy that I'm telling you guys to, you know, get your fucking life together. See that your actions have consequences. Be consistent. Be happy that I'm giving you guys these reality checks because you guys are sleeping. You guys are not thinking about the future. Because you can't, because everybody is taken care of. I will tell you guys something. It's about ethics and morals, right? Just to give you guys a little glimpse of the level of hypocrisy you guys indelve every day. If you walk outside and you see someone in need and you don't call 911, in certain countries, the inaction is a crime. The lack of action in certain situations is seen as a crime. If you are a mother of a baby and you don't feed your child and you neglect it, it's seen as a crime. Inaction can be seen as a crime. So when people use inaction to justify like, hey, but it's not the same as taking action and doing pain. Inaction is not the same as taking action, doing pain. In certain countries, and in many countries, definitely when it comes down to your kids and stuff, inaction is also, you know, a crime. It has consequences. And definitely when you have a sense of responsibility, same with like, if you don't fill in your tax forms, it's a crime. You could say like, yeah, but I was just sitting on my sofa doing nothing. No, no, no. Inaction is not a getaway card. So then what is it that defines whether you do a crime or not? When you don't feed your child, the crime is your kid dies. It's starving. So where do you draw the line? Say, yeah, but it's your kid. What if it's your neighbor? 
their parents left and you know your neighbor kid is there? What if it's a kid in the basement? The thing is, like, when people think about these things, the only reason what defines your moral framework, right, is the intersubjective reality. It's what other people think. It's like 150 years ago, slavery was normal. Everybody had a slave. Most people had slaves that were richer. It was looked in like, yeah, I got three nice, well-fed slaves. My God, you're really good. That's pretty props. Now it's absurd to think about slavery. Still, still slavery even today, but just saying like, If you would have a slave working and you do nothing, you could say like, yeah, but I'm not taking the action of releasing this slave and giving him his freedom. I'm just being inactive. No, they would still say, yeah, but you're owning a slave. That's a crime. Same with like eating meat. You could say like, yeah, I'm just going and eating what I've been provided for. If you get presented a little child, right, to eat little limbs and you eat that, you go to jail for that shit. That's cannibalism. It's illegal to do that. Whether your parents cooked it or not, You might say, like, but the thing, are you crazy? You're comparing babies to actually animals. What I'm not doing here is comparing babies to animals, to slavery or whatever. What I'm just saying is like, when you think about consistency and the consequences of your actions, you gain more perspective. And it's about the arguments you use to take away your responsibility. Like, yeah, but when I get cooked food, it's not me that cooked it. Therefore, it takes away my responsibility from me eating the food. That is the problem. That is the flawed logic. You push away your responsibility and you use the intersubjectivity to do so. And it's hypocritical. It's a lie. It's dishonest. All of you guys are in a better position than anyone ever in the history of mankind to help other people. Saving a life, even during the World War II, put your life more at risk than you saving a hundred in Africa. Yet, it's more frowned upon to not have saved a life 50 years ago during World War II than you being just passive in a potato. But the reason why it's more fraud upon, it's not because it's worse or it's not worse based on reality and fact, but based on the intersubjective reality. Your moral compass is merely defined by what other people think. It's insane. So when you start looking at defining your moral compass more on reality, you guys are all a bunch of hypocrites. And that's why when I push myself like crazy and I do good and I try to every day for all day push myself to do the best in the world, even I still live a better life than someone in Africa right now. And you guys too. The level of comfort you have to sacrifice isn't even that much. I'm quite happy and fulfilled. Sometimes people come to me, even when I went to the US, save the children, people come to me and say like, where do you get the energy, I think, to keep working, to be so motivated, to be so driven? Well, I'm saving fucking lives. I mean, if I was a miner in China providing for my children and mining 14 hours a day in bad conditions, that's a lot harsher than the life I live. I get to sleep in a nice warm bed. I have food. I don't have to worry about my safety. You guys take so much shit for granted and are entitled to so much things. And at what cost? The price the world pays for your spoiledness and your lack of initiative is insane. It's bigger than ever because the impact you can have is bigger than ever. So yeah, people like to sometimes say inaction or whatever. It's not an excuse. The world is a shithole. You can do something about it. You do something about it. End of story. Nothing more, nothing less. And you guys know it's true what I'm saying. And you know what's crazy, right? You might say, I don't have the energy. I'm, I'm lazy. If I drop you right now in Syria, right? You would have all the energy in the world. If your choice of being a spoiled little kiddo is taken away... You can be a machine. All that shit that is stopping you from being this person 
this best version of yourself that can really do so much good without paying so much even a price. It's just that little layer of choice and spoiledness to get away with it. It's so disgusting and hypocritical when you think about it. It's insane. And saying I guess I am or I guess this, like confirming it, it's not good enough. You gotta take responsibility for the consequences of your actions. It's not about just saying like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, okay, Athene, it's true. Okay, I live on my... No, you cannot just admit that you're letting your kid starve and then it's fine. No, you do something about it. Whether you are lazy or whether you don't want to do it or whether you don't feel like doing it. And that's how I operate. I don't wake up and think, what do I feel like doing today or what do I believe? I believe, you know, that the world is a shithole. Mm, Overpopulation. No. It's lies, 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 lies. Reality is simple. Actions, consequences. And once you start looking at it like that, oh shit, things become very easy and you just act whether you want it or not. Take this in. Everything else is an excuse. How do you guys give money? Are you just trying to save all the kids in Africa knowing they will have kids who will most likely also have a shit life and big change of dying? Or do you go on a more sustainable type of giving? Okay, I will answer your question in two ways. First of all, it's not these kids are going to have kids and they're also going to die. That's really absurd. Do you know South Korea, right? Which is one of the more developed countries now. Same with Singapore, one of the richest. We're also developing countries in the past. Not even that long ago. So when you have this idea, like some of the biggest growing economies are in Africa. When you say that shit, right, to justify that kids can just die, you're a hypocrite. And it's also very asshole to say. Secondly, it doesn't mean you don't go about it in a sustainable way. Of course, sustainable type of giving is definitely the way to give. It has to be sustainable. But one does not go against the other. They go hand in hand. If you were a fantastic hitman and could make more change in the world by killing people and donating the money more than anything else 10 times, would you do that instead? I like these kind of questions. You know why? Because I can show how absurd they are without giving a stupid answer. Let me give you an example. Because I love it. It's about hidden premises. I love these kind of ethical, stupid questions that are performative, contradictive from the get-go. And I will give you another question that is even better. If I could save 10 kids instead of one, Would I save 10, 1 or none? If the action that I have to take would save 10 kids instead of 1, would I take action to save 10 and not 1? Or would I not take any action at all? Because it's very easy to boil it down to that. Like, would I kill? Would I do that? Would I do that? I would say like, yeah. If this is two buttons and I would smack one button, I could save 10 kids and one would die. Or I wouldn't press the button and then these 10 kids die. Of course, I'm going to press the button, right? I don't want these 10 kids to die. It's like the trolley thought experiment with the train. Is uh, the inaction worse than taking action and being responsible for the death of one? It's literally the trolley problem. But like now, let's take it a step further. Because even the trolley problem is a very artificial one. It's a very simple one for me. I would press the button. But now, give it a twist. What if you got to kill one baby and that baby gives the organs to 10 other babies and then these 10 babies are alive, but that one baby dies? Would I do that? I would say no. Say like, yeah, that's contradictory, right? I mean, that's absurd. Like if you would do the trolley problem, then you're just being biased emotionally. I would say no. Why? Because the act of doing so has to be part of the premises, which also includes the ripple effect. If I would even preach that kind of behavior, people would think I'm a crazy psycho. It's same with alcohol. Alcohol is not good for you. 
But would I ban alcohol? No. Why not? Because banning alcohol will bring about more consequences and repercussions of people being addicted, creating more criminality, than leaving it the way it is. So the action itself has to be taken into equation. So like, with your question of the hitman, right? If I would be an icon and I would be a hitman, that on itself would cause a ripple effect where people would start becoming hitmans for worse reasons. And that also has to be taken into equation. And that on itself would make me being a hitman, even if it is better for me to save more lives, minus EV, because the ripple effect on other people also has to be taken into account. Same even for making the argument. And that's why I'm explaining it that in depth. Because then you understand that, you know, utilitarianism or whatever you want to call it, it's not that great. Let me tell you why. Because it thinks way too much one next. It doesn't take true perspective. Because if you take two perspective, you're going to see what are the ripple effects of your utilitarian actions to other people that are not utilitarian. How does that ripple? How does that rub off on them? Because if that has a negative consequence, you, as someone that really looks at the consequences of your actions, have to take that also into the equation. It's the lack of seeing hidden premises that makes people have these flawed ethical questions. I think, you know, I gave a really, really, really in-depth answer to your question. And that's also when it comes down to the trolley experiment, right? The trolley ethical question. And I've never, ever in my life seen someone make these proper, pure arguments that I'm giving now. But let me give you the trolley. You know, it's worse than that. People say like, if there is a railroad... And you can push a button and then the train goes to the other track and kills one person. But if you don't push the button, it keeps going and kills five people. What do you do? It's worse. You guys are in a worse spot. You don't have to choose between saving five lives or killing one. You guys have to choose between saving a million or sitting on your ass and living your comfy lifestyle. The world is filled with situations that are incredibly worse than the trolley experiment. You're not in the ethical dilemma where you have to kill one person to save five. You're in the position where you can choose between giving up some of your comfort and saving thousands, thousands. And yet still you're sitting behind your PC living your hypocritical life. Even asking these questions is a disgrace. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.